The rule of three states, things that come in threes are inherently more appealing than those that don't. With the next generation GMC Sierra, Canyon, and Sierra Heavy Duty, we couldn't agree more. Whether you choose to have the world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate available only on the next generation GMC Sierra, to confidently take on heavy loads with the available 6.6-liter V8 Duramax turbo diesel in the GMC Sierra Heavy Duty, or to get behind the wheel of the only mid-size premium pickup on the road, the GMC Canyon, you'll realize all three help you do one thing, go professional grade. During GMC's Truck Month, qualified buyers can get 0% APR financing on most 2019 GMC Sierra and Canyon models. Truck Month, like a pro, GMC. Excludes Sierra 1500 AT4 and Denali models and Canyon SL models. Length of contract limited. Some customers will not qualify. Not available with some other offers. Take retail delivery by 531.19. See dealer for details. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, the Dew Sweeper. You're about to listen to an episode of The Tour Coach, which is going to give you an inside look at coaching golf at the very highest level from on the PGA Tour with my guys all the way to here at Mobile, Alabama in the Dew Sweeper Dome as we help folks of all skill levels, all walks of life, learn to achieve their golfing goals. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tour Coach Podcast. My name is Cordy Walker, and today on the podcast, we have a bit of a group conversation. We have Tony Ruggiero and Dr. Greg Carton, who we know from previous podcasts, and then players of Tony's from previous podcasts, Tom Lovelady and Sepp Straka. We are gathered around a table here in the media center at the 3M Open, which was in Minnesota, just up the road from me. And it was uh, it was fun to hang out. We had, a, we had a great week and thought we'd sit down and record this chat for the podcast to attempt to talk about what's going on in some pre-tournament preparation, some mindset coming down the stretch here with five tournaments left in the in the FedEx season. So a lot of interesting insights from players, Tom and Sepp, and then from coaches Tony and Greg as well. Enjoyed this. Stay tuned. As always, we have a few other good recordings from this week coming up on the Tour Coach podcast. Make sure to subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Let's get to it. The Tour Coach here, we've got the best sponsors in the entire world, and one of them, the folks at Vineyard Vines, take the best care of me that anybody in the world could. Always going above and beyond to make sure I've got the best apparel out there, as well as the best product and the best looking gear for me and all of my junior golfers and all the dew sweepers out there. And so now, we want to share the love with those of you that like the Tour Coach podcast. So each and every week, we're going to start a contest, and we're going to draw a winner for a couple of $100 gift cards where you can go online and get you some great-looking Vineyard Vines golf. All you have to do is listen to the Tour Coach podcast and then go on Twitter and tweet me at Golf and at Vineyard Vines, hashtag Tour Coach, and put one of whatever is your favorite part of the Tour Coach podcast. You can do the same thing on Instagram. Go on Instagram, take a picture of the Tour Coach podcast, put what your favorite part of it is, and then just tag me, at the Dew Sweeper and at Vineyard Vines, hashtag Tour Coach, and we'll do a drawing each week, and you can be the lucky winner of some Vineyard Vines gear. We'll start down here with you, Tom. Walk us through the week. What are you working on? What does this week look like for you? I don't know. I'm not really working on that much, just trying to stay level-headed, 
I know that my golf swing is where I want it to be. Everything is where I want it to be physically. It's just a matter of taking advantage of good opportunities and you know not letting the bad swings or shots or bad breaks or anything affect the next shot. I'm kind of in a position where I need to play well, but if I try to force myself to play well, then it's just going to backfire on me. So just have a lot of patience, probably more than I've ever had before, and just embrace where I am and enjoy the week no matter how it goes. Sounds like the uh, stick with your plan concept that we hear often and not get reactionary, right? Like that's something you talk about all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think exactly what he said. I mean, he's swinging it great. I mean, there isn't any really any work to do when you're out here. That's the same with Sep. I mean, like playing good, you're swinging great. I mean, the only thing we could do would be mess something up. So, you know, I think that's why you work on off weeks and you do all that stuff, you know. But, I mean, he hit the nail on the head. But I think it's that way probably for most folks this time of year. you got to be getting a little tired, too, I would think. I mean, it's hotter than I thought it was going to be in Minnesota. Apologize <laughs> about that. <Yeah. laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't it get cold here in the winter, too, Cordy? Occasionally. <laughs> I mean, it was negative 60 this last winter, so we've we've swapped that around. Um, man. Step, what about for you? Like, what are you working on this week? You just trying to find a feel to take in the, in the tomorrow? Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday. Not really. I mean, uh, like Tony said, I'm swinging it really well right now. Just trying to keep the momentum going from last week. I mean, I'm playing well. Just uh, keep doing what I'm doing. And as long as I, you know, stay stay in the moment, st- try to stay out of the way, basically. As long as I stay out of the way, good things are going to happen. Let's turn it over to Greg. We've got the Dr. Greg Carton over here. So what kind of advice are you, what are the things you guys are talking about this week as, uh, you know, they're trying to play well every week? And like Tom said, these are important, important starts, right? Pressure is, is on proverbially. So like what kind of conversations are you having? What kind of advice are you giving in this kind of situation? Yeah, I think this, these next few weeks sort of represent this final push for the season. So guys, well, like you said, there's pressure to play well this week. I think there's pressure to play well every week. But what's nice to know is that for anyone playing, the objective doesn't change. The only thing that does is the stories you start to tell yourself about what it means, meaning Tom or Sepp or anybody out there. Their objective on the golf course never changes. They're trying to make the lowest score possible, regardless of whether they're playing by themselves on a Sunday afternoon or they're playing in the U.S. Open. That won't change. What does is what we tell ourselves it means, right? Like, I got to lock up my card, right? I want to get a win. I want to get in the British. I want to get in the WGC. All these things, those are the only things that change. Paying attention to those is what's really important this week. And because you will think those things, but they only matter if we resist them and say, I'm not supposed to think that stuff. So the stories get sort of cooked up a little bit more this week. Observing those stories and just getting back to that essence or the objective is, is what's most important. Yeah, I think that's one of the things, like, I've learned, like, paying attention to Greg is is like you know as you watch young guys come up like it's that it's okay to like have doubts and you know when i was growing up they just told you all the time to be positive i mean really that's what like i wasn't supposed to throw a club i wasn't supposed to get pissed i wasn't supposed to like like if i got on the you know wasn't supposed to say i sucked i'm aware that i suck but uh but like you know and nowadays you know but just learning that like it's okay to it's okay to have thoughts go through your head that aren't maybe the best thoughts, you know, when you're on the back nine or you're trying to make a cut or whatever. So I think understanding that and, and, and from a teacher perspective, being able to bounce those things off of Greg helps me too, you know, as much as the players really, because you, you bounce things off of like helps you have a better understanding of where the player is mentally or emotionally 
when's the right time to say something? Probably not a vodka deep probably isn't the best time, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, you learn when the best time is apparently I was ready to do video analysis last night. <laughs> do, you an, do you have an example yeah. of that? Uh. <laughs> So, Sap, we'll throw this your way then. So, this week, uh, and I guess for you, I mean, this is just out of curiosity, like, how do you play your best or, like, what do you look for coming into this week to, like, what kind of feels are you looking for? Like, what kind of things are you looking for coming into this week? What's important, I feel like, on this, every course is different. You want to, you know, last week the course wasn't too challenging. Ball striking was not necessarily the biggest priority, but this week is definitely a little, definitely a longer course. Uh, You want to... Make sure you hit your driver good. But, yeah, I mean, just, just get it and play off the tee, put it in the short grass, and then from there you can take advantage. You can give yourself some birdie looks. But, I mean, last week I kind of had the mentality of keep pushing the rock up the hill. Just keep doing what you're doing. Because uh, last week their scores were really deep. So You played well, yeah, though. Was, I did, yeah. yeah. It was easy to you know get mad. You make three pars in a row and then start wondering <laughs> <laughs> how many people have passed you in these last 30 minutes. But... No, as long as you just keep your head down and keep hitting the shots you want to hit and then just kind of look at where you turn out at the end. Yeah. Do you have anything on that? No, I mean, I think that's, you know, pushing the rock up the hill is a great analogy. I mean, like, like scores were crazy low. Yeah. Like, so to me, it had been harder to, like, you could be playing fine and just make three or four pars and feel like, hell, I mean, you know. What does that mean, pushing the rock up the hill? What does that mean to you? Uh, Like, where did you come up with that? So that was actually something my assistant coach told us back in college but basically just if you're pushing a rock up a hill you don't want to look down hmm. because the rock might crush you and you don't want to see how much farther you have to go because it might slip out from under you so uh yeah just keep your head down and keep pushing it greg would like that one you like that greg fantastic yeah i mean i think it's the best example just sort of being where you need to be keep moving forward regardless of what happens tom what about for you you're hitting like when we walked a few holes of you yesterday hitting the ball great Right, like that's you're feeling good. What are you thinking about going into this this week and these these next few weeks? Like, what do you think are the things that you're focused on? Like, what are some of the keys for you here? Ideally, I just want to give myself as many birdie chances as possible, which obviously means hitting greens. But I'm starting to putt it pretty well and starting to see lines better, and that getting confidence in my putting has kind of freed me up uh, throughout the rest of my game. Um, you want to talk about that? I mean, you just switched to a new a new yeah, putter. Right? Yeah, I I switched to a new putter probably a few months ago, and it took me a, a little while to transition back just because it was something that I, I didn't use for, I don't know, a, a year and a half, two years. I used a ping putter, but just switched back to a Scotty Cameron-style putter that I used for 10 years as a junior and amateur golfer all the way through college, and it's just kind of allowed me to free up i've started rolling the ball better getting confident seeing lines like i said earlier and it's just kind of starting to take pressure off and it's allowing me to start gaining momentum and gaining confidence and most importantly having fun golf's not a lot of fun when you play two-day events and you have all the expenses piling up but now that i'm where i am in my golf game that's the least of my worries and it's more of just it's a matter matter of time if you know, not if I'm going to play well, but when I'm going to play well, because I know that things are are lining up and and everything is getting to where it's supposed to be. And 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 on the mental side, kind of how Sep said, pushing a rock up the hill. 
Coach Saban always said, be where your feet are. And I think that's one of the most important things because the only thing you can control is what you're doing in that moment. You can't control what's going to happen. You can't control what you already did because it's already happened. So just be where your feet are and, and do the things that you need to do in that moment to be successful for the next shot, the next hole, the next round, the next you know week, whatever it might be. Just just do the best you can in, in each opportunity that you have. I hear the Gregisms. Greg likes that answer. Yeah, be where your feet are is one of the best. I mean, it's it's the ultimate sort of you know reminder of the only moment you can live in is this one, with the understanding that you may be filled with doubt and thoughts and fears and thoughts about what's already happened, but that you continue to return back to where your feet are. Everything's pretty safe and free in that moment. Tony's interesting how it, often you hear the story of like you get to the tour or whatnot and then you go back and try to find what you did as a, in junior or college golf with like the putter, for instance, right? Like have you seen stroke getting better, results getting better there, like going back to that? More comfortable, you know. And I, I'm, you know, he's changed putters before so, and then goes back to the old reliable Rife too. And it's amazing how like, I don't know, I mean, putters just seem to be different to me than any other club. Like, if you've had a bunch of success with them, like it, they just feel good. And it's uh, like in Tom's case, like to me, instantly, I think it was Pebble first. Or, it was, right? yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, those greens aren't necessarily the easiest ones to putt in the world either. Like, right. but you just instantly, you just instantly looked more comfortable on the greens. Um, and it was my best you know, finish of the year. Yeah. And I think comfort's a big deal. You know, I think being learning to be comfortable when things aren't comfortable, you know, or not easy to be comfortable out there. And so having an old a putter that you've had a bunch of success with and won tournaments with, and I mean, I think it's got to feel more comfortable to you. Yeah. Is that chase of comfort a good thing or a bad thing, though? That's a great question. I think trying to achieve comfort, and I don't think that's necessarily – it feels that way, but it happens sort of organically by just grabbing something different. It wasn't an attempt necessarily to, oh, my God, this is going to solve all my problems, but it's a little bit of a – no, it does provide a little bit of comfort, but I think Tom also knows that you can still play well and be uncomfortable. That's That's the important piece, I think, because – Rarely do we find comfort when we're competing, uh, especially at this level, at the highest level. But anytime we can create that in little ways like that, I think it's beneficial. Got it. So you guys as players, is that the reason that you know having a team like Greg and Tony come hang out? A little bit of that comfort, but just like to have that support. How much does that help you versus like the weeks where you don't necessarily have that, right? Like is it is it noticeable? And I'll throw it to Seth here first. But. Um... I feel like I've played well both ways. Yeah. But it's definitely nice to have them come out at least every like other week or every third week at, at least just to make sure, you know, you're not getting off path. Because there are certain times when I play well. My, my swing doesn't have to be perfect to play well by any means, but there's certain parts of my swing where I play well from and certain ones where I get off track and I, I don't necessarily play too well. So I could have a good week and be getting a little off track, and it's good for Tony to and and to kind of you know come in and uh, straighten that out and make sure I'm staying where I'm where I play well in my golf swing. So what are you looking for then on to Monday through Wednesday here? Because you know when you hit it, tee it up on Thursday, it's a different different ball game, right? Like so, what are you looking for then if you know that like oh, my swing doesn't have to be perfect to play really well? Like what 
What are the things that do matter in your mind? Monday through Wednesday, you know, being on the road a lot, especially in stretches like this one, I try to focus more on the golf course. Because last week we had POA greens, very different from this week. These are a pure event. So just really, you know, Monday, maybe come out and practice a little bit, maybe work on my swing early in the week. But usually by Wednesday, I'm I'm not working on my golf swing anymore, ideally, because I like to focus on the golf course. And obviously everybody's different. But yeah, Tuesday is my practice round day, getting to know the course from a layout perspective. And then Wednesday, just try to, you know, go through some putting drills, make sure I, I do some chipping to get used to the grass and all that. But, uh, yeah, I think most of my preparation has to do with getting used to the golf course and learning the course. Oh, yeah, I think the hardest thing in, in a lot of prep is to not get reactive to, like, you hit a bad shot or you do something like that. Like, how is it hard for you to, like, just, you know, bad shots are part of golf, obviously, right? Like, we all know that. Bad rounds are part of golf. How do you not get reactive and just say, like, all right, you know, it's fine. We'll just carry on. I feel like I did a good job of that last week. Normally, I get pretty reactive. <laughs> I mean, if you don't play well, if you don't hit the ball well one day, it's easy to look at, you know, your swing or something and try to find a reason why you didn't play well. But last week, I felt like I was pretty good about that because I didn't hit the ball very well the first two days. And I was texting Tony about that. But I knew it couldn't be too far off because I had been playing well. So I just stuck with it. And the weekend, I hit the ball very nicely. So. Yeah, it, it definitely gets hard, especially if you're that's that's what's nice about having him come out cuz you can talk to him about exactly what you're working on, where you want it to be versus just, you know, hit I hit a lot of hooks, I'm going to try to hit this cut. But like both these guys are great from the standpoint of like they're hitting it good like so you mean like I don't know that we really even talked about much like other than I mean, we had a great dinner. I mean, and it was that to me that was the best part of the whole trip. I mean, it was fun. Because when, when they're all on the road, sometimes you don't get to do it. Like, everybody go out and have a good time. But, like, I mean, I mean, he's striping it. He played great last week. And, like, when he texted, like, you can't – kept saying the same thing, can't be far off. I mean, you've been hitting it great. And same thing with Tom. Like, he's, you know, it's swinging good, hitting it good. So, like, there really isn't much to do Monday through Wednesday for me other than them just learn the golf course, like you said. Especially, like, here, like, it's new to everybody. Hell, it's new to everybody this year. Let's do our segment with Tony for his uh, restaurant <laughs> review of the week in Minneapolis. Man, I, I'm a big Manny's fan, and I can't remember the waitress's name. What was it? Hi- Heidi? Heidi. 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 All-star. All-star. I mean, some of the best one-liners. I mean, we can't put them in this podcast, but <laughs> she was phenomenal. And, uh, I mean, I can get a little bit on edge when I have a martini. And the thing can take a turn for the worse. And she did an excellent job. Poor Sepp was stuck next to me. (laughs) We went to the slur early. (laughs) How hard was the transition for you guys going from from college to pro tour, obviously? Like, big, big transition, right? Maybe we'll bounce to Tom for this one. But, like, I mean, that's a pretty big shift to going from a team to solo game a little bit. Was that tough for you or...? It wasn't necessarily tough. It was more just different. You're used to having all of your travel and everything laid out for you because your coach will, you know, book your flight, book your hotel. You're staying with him. Here's a car, this, that, and the other. As to where when you turn pro and you're on the web, now you're kind of in control of where you're going to stay, when you're going to get there, how you're going to get there. Are you going to get a car? Where are you going to eat? 
all these places are new. And it's also my year on the web was the most golf up to that point, the most golf that I had played in a calendar year. I mean, college, you probably play counting a spring, a summer golf and fall. You might play 16 events as to where on the web, I think I played somewhere in the high 20s, which is every other week, if not, you know, a couple of weeks over that, which is a lot for anybody, especially for a, what, 23-year-old kid, you know, coming out, thrown into the real world. And now you have to make money to be able to play in the next event, travel to the next event. You have to be able to provide for yourself. But at the same time, that's kind of everything that you've been working to do. You've you've planned on getting to where you are. And, you know, so it's it's no surprise in, in the expectation of, of what you have to do, what you need to do. But it's more of just like, you know, welcome to the real world. This is, these are the little things you have to do daily. And I wouldn't say it was a difficult transition by any means. I mean, obviously when you, when you turn pro and you start playing well right off the bat, that obviously makes it much more enjoyable, but obviously there's always highs and lows and I would take the lows over any, any day job for sure. I bring that up just talking about this idea of, but I'll geek out here for a minute, but there've been a lot of studies in European nations talking about how difficult it is to go from like a national team to turning pro in the same aspect of like you lose everything all of a sudden you got to figure it all out. Right. So looking at like, how do you make that transition better? So people are more successful in it. And like, I I think this, like the dinners, it's obviously funny. There's lots of good jokes that come out of that, but also it's like, maybe it makes it a little bit easier for that transition to have that that support. I think the most important thing that I've learned is to surround yourself with a good team. And everybody says that, but it, it couldn't be more true. Surround yourself with good people that support you, want the best for you, you know, will go out of your way to help you. And having Tony and Greg and Colby at home are, are my trainer, just guys that you can rely on to have your back or when you're down, they can pick you up. And, you know, especially when they come on the road and we all get together, we obviously have fun. But just for me personally, it provides a, a feeling of comfort just to be with, you know, people that you love being around and people that want to be around you. I think in this environment out here where it's, you know, kind of like dog eat dog, I think it's nice to have relationships with people that can kind of bring you to ease when things aren't going the best. Yeah. So Tony, how many events here left? Five or so? Something like that? Five, 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 six, five, six. What, five. what advice... What advice do you have here? What wisdom are you going to impart? I mean, just keep doing what they're doing. I mean, I think, you know, it's why you work in the off season, the little bit there is. And then it's why you work on off weeks and, you know, they're playing great golf. They're swinging great. I mean, just go, you know, just go do it. I mean, I mean, they're both, I mean, they're impressive. I mean, Tom talked about the transition, but like been around, I know Greg has too, but like, it's impressive watching these two guys go from, you know, turning pro first year and second year i mean there's a lot i mean there's a lot thrown on them out here it's impressive to see the success they've had and how they handle themselves and i mean they'll do they'll do just fine i mean don't worry about them at all i mean they you know make good decisions they work hard i mean their golf swings are in good shape all takes care of itself i think greg what do you got parting wisdom five I think that's the same. Yeah, it only takes one. So if you start looking ahead and thinking, I got five left, and start trying to plan things out, and things could change in an instant this week. So it makes no sense to start to look 
that far ahead, even though you will. And like Tony says, keep doing what you're doing. If you could try to play well and you could actually do it, <laughs> well, then golf would be a different game, right? So doing what you're doing, committing to what you're doing, regardless of the short-term result, knowing you're doing the right things is what's most important. What's your advice when you when the, the thought creeps up when you start to think about it? Watch it. Don't do anything, and then it goes away. If you resist it, you're going to cause yourself some tension. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Tour Coach with Tony Ruggiero. If you enjoyed this, make sure to hit subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast. You can stay up to date because we have weekly episodes coming your way with fascinating people in the world of golf instruction at the highest level. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. If you want to learn more about Tony, head over to dosweepersgolf.com to get all the details on what he's up to. Maybe you want to see him, grab a lesson, or go to one of his camps, pick up his book, Lessons from the Legends. You can do that there. If you want to see Tony in action with some videos and other content, head over to golfsciencelab.com slash Tony to get more info there. This episode was powered by the Golf Science Lab and was edited, mixed, and produced by Just Hit Published Productions. There's one thing if you know about me, if you've listened to the Dew Sweepers, you've come to listen to me talk, is you know I'm big on loyalty. We give 100% here at the Dew Sweepers. We put a lot of emotional investment into everything we do with every one of our players. And the same can be said for our partners and the folks that have been with us for the long haul and help the Dew Sweepers, help our juniors, help us get to our tour players. And so I want to give a special thanks to our sponsors. Our sponsors are, first and foremost, Buick and our local Buick dealers here around the Southeast, Shrixon Cleveland Golf, who've been with me for over a dozen years, and their belief and support of what we do here with the Dew Sweepers. And lastly, the folks at Vineyard Vines. The folks at Vineyard Vines love what we do with junior golf. They support us on the road. There isn't a better family or group of people that are going to help us look our best, play our best, and have more fun than the folks at Vineyard Vines. So special thanks to our sponsors, Please support those as you get the opportunity. And for more information about any of those, check us out at dosweepersgolf.com or you can always check me out on Instagram at the Dewsweeper.